0: Welcome to the Aspieland podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger's Syndrome, also called Autism Spectrum Disorder. Everyone is welcome here. Whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it, we're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Greetings and welcome once again to Aspieland. My name is John Allen, and I'm honored to be your host. If you're new to the podcast, you're especially welcome here. Please know as well that you're in a place of acceptance and understanding, both for you who have Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, and for those of you who do not. These podcasts are not just for Aspies, but for those of you who have a working relationship with an Aspie, or are otherwise connected with one or more of us. I want to help those of you who have Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder to understand and function within the neurotypical world. And for those of you who are neurotypical, I want to help you understand Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder. The idea here is to learn about each other and understand each other so that we not only can coexist, but we can make new friends with each other and gain great relationships through looking at life through each other's eyes. In this episode, we'll begin a journey into the world of relationships. The Oxford Language Dictionary defines relationships as, and I quote, the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. End of quote. We'll be looking at how we connect with others. And so I've named this episode Rainbow Connections in honor of one of my favorite characters, Kermit the Frog. It's going to be all about reaching out to others, as well as letting others reach us. How's that? That's yeah, not bad, Kermit. <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay. There's so many kinds of relationships we experience during our lifetime. And for those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, making friends, getting along in a job, as well as love and family can be difficult at best. Before we begin, I'd like to thank each and every one of you who are listeners to this podcast. It really is a great privilege for me to bring you these messages and it's my fondest desire that those of you with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder would gain confidence in yourselves, relief from your strife, and hope for your future. For those of you who are neurotypical, I hope these messages are not only informative, but will spur you on to reach out and help make relationships happen for everyone who may have Asperger's syndrome or autism spectrum disorder, or other neurodiverse conditions quick housekeeping note you may have noticed that apple podcasts has changed the way they approach their podcast directory please know that i have no intention of charging fees for my podcast they will always be free to everyone secondly it's vitally important that as other podcast directories start to follow apple's example it's going to be necessary that while you may have subscribed to our podcast on their directory, you need to subscribe separately to the podcast through my website, asbyland.org. Why? Because the information I receive helps guide me in making decisions regarding the content of these podcasts. If I understand you, my listeners, I can better help you out by creating content that makes sense for you. Since we're starting a series on the relationships that we have with one another, I thought it would be a good idea to create community within the group of us. So here's what we're doing. I've created a new mailbox so that you can talk to me directly without having to go through the website or other means. The address is john, J-O-H-N, at aspieland.org. I'll give you that one more time. That's john, J-O-H-N, at aspieland.org. With this new address, I'd like you to let me know what your story is. How did you find out you had Asperger's? And if you're a neurotypical, how do you interface with people with Asperger's? Tell me your story. Do you have any requests you'd like to make of things to talk about? Do you have ideas for new programs? Or perhaps you just want a little advice about one little problem or another. All emails will be kept confidential. What goes there stays there. Okay, so we're starting this new email box just to create community. So, start writing. Okay, cut, print, moving on. Relationships are fundamental needs to all of us. Whether we have Asperger's Syndrome, Autism Spectrum Disorder, or are neurotypical. Having those around us that are close friends, family members, partners, or spouses keep us tied together by our common love and concern. They help us cultivate feelings for the world around us and are sometimes the very people that hold us together during difficult times. It's startling to see that there are so many of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder who feel that relationships of any kind are beyond their reach the barriers of communication both verbal and nonverbal as well as that disconnection with the world around us can make the prospect of close relationships dismal it grows even darker for those who are looking for love and acceptance with a significant partner now as a result the feelings of resentment towards others and an us-and-them view of life in a neurotypical world becomes almost inevitable. And this is sad. It doesn't really need to happen. And I'm out to change it. (laughs) So here we are. There are, at least by my reckoning, four basic kinds of relationships. Now I know that if you go out and Google it, there are going to be a whole lot of resources out there that say, There are seven basic relationships. Oh no, there are nine basic relationships. Oh, there are 12 basic relationships. I'm aware of that, and while that may be true from their particular point of view, I'm garnering largely from personal experience and some research and analysis. While there may be more than four kinds of relationships from a technical point of view, Let's concentrate on four of these as they are the most challenging for everyday life. Now, keep in mind, these are in no particular order of importance. So let's get started. First one is a business relationship. The nature of communicating and exchanging ideas, as well as being able to act and react to different scenarios, are inevitable in a business relationship. It's the type of relationship that requires good listening skills and patience, not only with fellow workers, but supervisors and managers as well. Next is the family relationship. Although you may have been dealing with family members for a long time, you still need to communicate experiences and find enjoyment, which in some cases may be real difficult to manage. As your life changes, you will need to understand that your family members' lives are changing at the same time, which makes family relationships ebb and flow, especially if you don't see them very often. Then there's friendship and acquaintance relationships. The making of lasting friendships involves more than just sharing stories or common interests. There are social customs, personal preferences, belief systems, and many other factors that come into play while you start meeting new people, either in a group or one-on-one. I saved the biggest one for last. That's the romantic relationship, the kind you need for love and marriage. It is by far one of the hardest relationships to manage, not only for someone who has Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, but for the neurotypical as well. My wife and I have been to quite a few marriage seminars, and it's not uncommon for neurotypicals to struggle through the marriage relationship. Not to mention when you add Asperger's Syndrome or Autism Spectrum Disorder to the mix, whoa, this can make things really interesting, to say the least. The intricacies of different ways of communicating, developing trust, and lots of other factors ...makes romantic relationships a lesson in patience and sincerity. Relationships come in all shapes and sizes. While I just went over four types that I think are most important, there are all kinds of types and variances. The difficulty with creating and maintaining any relationship... ...is the fact that each type of relationship is cultivated on so many different levels... Levels such as trust, care, communication, character, patience, listening, and a whole lot more. Most people, whether on the spectrum or neurotypical, consider communication to be the driving force of relationships. While communication in the form of verbal conversation is very much a large part of our forming relationships, it's not all that makes up the way we make friends, relate with family, or do business or find love. So let's go over some of the more important ones real briefly. First one, and these are not in any particular order again, is trust. Understanding communication clearly helps build trust in one another. The ability to speak and act in a truthful and honest way is important on both sides of the relationship. Trust is something that is earned. It's not assumed and it's not bestowed upon you. For example, you may know someone and not necessarily trust them. You may meet someone for the first time and feel like something is out of place, and hence you don't trust them. Well, it goes both ways. Someone may meet you for the first time and not trust you right away. You may know in your heart that you're trustworthy, but it needs to be seen in how you act. Next is camaraderie. The Webster Dictionary defines this as, and I quote, a spirit of friendly good fellowship, end of quote. Yeah, that may sound a little confusing because it's really as much a feeling as it is an action. It's not necessarily communicated with words. It's more of a feeling. Let's say you're part of a chess club or scouts. You all share in a common interest and a common belief. The time you share together creates a feeling of belonging and togetherness, and that's camaraderie. Another one is humor or fun. Having genuine good humor is an important part of a relationship as well. Being able to tell a joke or joke around or find some fun in doing things together, that's important. Remember that what may be fun or humorous to you may not necessarily be fun and humorous to someone else. As someone with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, this may be a little difficult because we struggle with humor in general, and especially humor with others, because everyone has a different style of humor. Those of you who are neurotypical need to be cognizant of that. Having that humorous element within your relationship helps you to relax and helps you be yourself. The next is respect. Respect is an element of relationships that help create that bond between people. There are a whole lot of ways to do that, but respect does it almost instantaneously. Having a high regard for someone shows appreciation of that person. Conversely, when someone has a high regard for you, it feels good because you're appreciated. This helps build bonds between you and strengthens the relationship. The next one is character character is a group of qualities that define who you are there are dozens of different character traits that shape your conclusions as to what a person is like and those character traits help others to come to a conclusion about the type of person you are as well your character as well as the character of those you meet is discovered more by your actions and reactions than by the words you say. Without it, you can't build trust or respect, which are, as we talked about, our key building blocks that are earned, not only by what you say, but what you do and how you act and your beliefs. Just like the four kinds of relationships where I saved the best for last, did the same thing here. Communication, it's the key to all relationships. Not only do we need to talk clearly, because that's the first thing we think of, we need to be listening clearly. To be able to understand meanings of our words is essential to conveying and understanding ideas and meanings and intentions. Let's delve into this one a little bit more, because it really is a biggie. While a large part of communication is verbal conversation, There are so many other things that make up exactly how we communicate with others. Things such as nonverbal cues, like how you use your hands when you speak, facial expressions that you'll make, your overall appearance. Did you comb your hair? Did you shave? Did you take care of yourself? Even the clothes you wear send communicative messages. For example, if someone shows up at a dinner party wearing cut-off jeans and a tank top, they're sending a communicative message, aren't they? Of course, those are all part of nonverbal cues. There's also your body language, such as your posture, your eye movement when you talk, positioning of your arms and legs, and the way you listen, which includes how well you actually understand the person you're talking to. Communication is a two-way event. What works on one side works on the other side of the relationship as well. Relationships survive or disappear based largely on how you both communicate with each other. A while ago, my wife and I were trying to discuss something with each other. I would say something to her, and she would respond with her answer. It sounds great, doesn't it? Well, not exactly. Because of my Asperger's, I got distracted with something in the room or, or the way she talks with her hands or something. I can't, I can't really remember what it was exactly. And I'm zoned out, which is not all uncommon for those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder. She asked me if I heard what she said. And I replied, yeah, uh-huh. By the way, men this is a really bad answer (laughs) okay now instead of our conversation we're now in a verbal tussle because it appears as though I wasn't listening now this is an example of how communication is so vital to starting and keeping relationships now since relationships are cultivated on so many different levels such as trust and care Communications and character and patience and listening, and all the other things I've listed, and all the things we've gone through. There are as well several different kinds of relationships, and each one brings its own set of levels that go with it. And I simply can't fit all of that into one 20 minute podcast. So I am going to break this up by each kind of relationship the business relationship. Uh, the friends and acquaintances relationship, the family relationship, and of course the romantic relationship. I'll try to go over as much as I can with each one in different podcasts. So we'll be looking at them in more detail as we go into the next few weeks. Remember that we'll start off beginning with friendships and how to develop a friendship that will last over time. Whoops! It looks like the sand in the hourglass is running out. And that means we're almost out of time for this episode. Remember to please visit the Aspieland website. Just go to aspieland.org. You don't need the www at the beginning. And there you can subscribe, like I mentioned before, to Aspieland. It'll put you on a mailing list, but I'm not going to sell you anything. I'll just send you a note to let you know about my next podcast, what it's about, and when it's going to be uploaded. I would also like to ask if you'd please donate to the work here for both the website and the podcast so that I can keep things going. It would really be a big help if you did that. Please try to stay safe, and so long for now. We'll visit again next time in AspieLand. Thanks for listening to the AspieLand podcast. If you like this podcast, pass the word. This podcast is for everyone, whether you have Asperger's syndrome or not because the more who listen, the better our opportunity to become more sensitive and compassionate, not only to those who have the disorder, but to all humankind as well. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.